Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to Home Cookery and Other Sins with Ashley and Nick. The home cooks who know how to cook, but only informally. <laughs> Are we ever going to come up with something that's like an intro? or? No, it's more fun it, when it's different It's every just time. different bullshit every time? Yeah. Okay. I'm just fun. making sure. Like... Uh, I don't know. I don't have a keyboard or a soundboard. I wanted to have a soundboard for this show. Like, I, I was, I had it in my head that I was going to be able to put together a bunch of, like... Sound effects. Napoleon and... Dynamite sounds. Like, that kind of soundboard thing that you get online and you just press a button. And technically, yes, I can do that and, like, integrate that into the... This, um like track but like i don't really know how to do it fully and i'm too lazy to like build a soundboard with all the stuff that i want but i really wanted to be able to do owen wilson's wow sound effect wow uh, yeah i had wow. a, i had an app on wow. my phone at one point for all the ways that owen wilson says wow and it was like it was like a missed opportunity of an app because I never used it except for the one time where I was just pressing wow a bunch of times. And I was like, this is the shit. Well, why would you, when are you just sitting around with Owen Wilson's wow app open during every conversation? I should have been. I should have been. But so much work. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the problem or the reason why I don't put the effort into getting a soundboard or making a soundboard because I'm sure I could find a way to do it. Is that I I would forget to use it. Yeah, it would also very quickly feel like a daytime radio show. Yeah, yeah, it would be like very weenie in the butt. Like it would be like, what is happening right now? Weenie in the butt, being a reference <laughs> to Family Guy. Weenie in the butt. Which possibly being a spoof on Kevin and Bean. It's just every radio every station radio? ever. Okay. Every like daytime radio station. I guess just pick whatever your local. Because they all had a soundboard that had baby crying, big crash sound, oh no, picks kid picks sound. You know, but like all those sounds. So horny. Yes. From uh, <laughs> what was that? Uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, that was so stupid too. Yeah, it was. Like no one remembers that from Parks and Rec. I remember that. You sure it's from Parks and Rec? Yes, it's from Parks and Rec because uh, one of the... Well, Weenie and the Butts from Family Guy, but it was uh, something in the douche from oh. Parks and Rec. And the douche that's was, right, that's right. is Nick Kroll. Yes. That's the only reason I remember it. Yeah. Because we rewatched it <laughs> after I watched a million uh, Big Mouth episodes. And then I was like, oh, I know that fucking voice. Because he only does like three. One of them being his own. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's funny, sort of, I in mean, a very specific kind of way. I, feel I like. watched his Netflix stand-up. And I'm telling you, it's, I mean, it's gross. You know, he makes gross jokes. But for a man that's known for doing voices, he did very few. Because it gets old. And he knows it. I'm sure. So, I mean... <laughs> Respect to him for just telling jokes and not just <laughs> leaning on his characters. His main voice is just like a old Jewish dude and like that's it. You Although know? I don't even know if he's Jewish. I don't think so. Don't think so. But nope. uh, you know, who knows? But that's his whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then all the other voices are just like variations on a Jewish dude. And I'm like, I guess. He's just really good at that one sound. I guess it's funny. I don't know. It's too specific. It's fine. <laughs> it was funny and now it's fine. 
It's fine. Anyway. I thought it was really funny for a while. Well, you know, back in 2013 or 15, whenever the fuck that came out. Nick is easily amused. Nick is easily amused. Yeah. Um. But to be fair, I'm easily amused by weird stuff. Yes, you are. So. I don't think that's easily amused, though. I think that's amused by specific, like, nostalgic things. Very specific. That are really specific. 2017, like, by the way, in case you were wondering. That's when Big Mouth came out. Ah. We may have mentioned briefly our one of our favorite YouTubers, Brutal Moose. Brutal Moose. That does... Um, Brutal food. He does so much stuff. Like, he, he started doing video game... You know, back when everybody was doing video games reviews on YouTube. as part of Normal Boots. Which yeah, was he was a, one of the co-founders. Yeah, it was a group, but then he, like, now he does his own stuff, and now he does, like, reviews of mystery VHS tapes. Where he just goes to, like, <laughs> the local Goodwill and buys unlabeled VHS tapes. And then watches them, and most of them are just, like, recorded episodes of, of just random weird shit. old shows. So but the commercials, the commercials are just priceless on those. I really enjoy Brutal Foods. Yeah, Brutal where, Foods. Where everything goes plop. Yeah, Brutal plop. Foods is him. It's like all... It's, it started out as him reviewing, like, frozen meals. TV dinners and, yeah, and the like. And, and then, then he, he moved on to terrible cookbooks. Yeah. Or not terrible, old cookbooks. Well, just weird cookbook recipes. Weird recipes, like like right. banana mayonnaise salad yeah. was one... Where it was like a whole banana and just mayonnaise. And it was, it's kind of amazing and fascinating mm -hmm. to watch it. To watch the world burn around it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, he's kind of just like, he's not really a cook or anything. So no. He's just, you know, trying to follow directions, sometimes poorly and making fun of the recipe or whatever it is. I don't know. He, uh, he has cozy vibes is the best way I've heard him described as being cozy. It, which is, it's like, it's like eating a great soup or something. You just feel really comfortable with his, his content. If you can get on with his, like, get along with his style. Yeah. Yeah, he's just super, just like. Super chill. All right, we're just going along here. Super chill, but I bring this up because. Because. Specific things that entertain specific. me happen to be really old PC games. And he, oh God. and he played a oh bunch God. of them. Like I didn't play Freddy Fish, but I played some of the Putt Putt games, like the the Humongous Entertainment games. And I played uh, like the Blues Clues game. He hasn't played the Blues Clues game yet, but that you know of that I know of. He hasn't. No, he hasn't played it. I looked, but I hope he does. But also, <laughs> of all the Humongous Entertainment games, he still hasn't played Spy Fox. Oh, yeah, he still hasn't played Spy... Because I don't think he played it as a kid. No, so he's nostalgic so, for Putt-Putt and Pajama Sam. Yeah, and Freddy Fish. Yeah, Freddy Fish not as much as the other ones, it seems like, but... Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's those, and I got really addicted to watching him play... Uh, he's played several Nancy Drew games, which are, like, so freaking specific. You, you can't see. She's saying uh, watching in air quotes, because she... Puts them on in the background while she's working. Yeah, so because it's, like it's half just acid watching. It's just Twitch streams watching yeah. him play the game, but and like react to it. But it's really entertaining when it's something that you're. It's in the background and you're crazy nostalgic about it because you know like every beat of the game. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean by hyper specific. 
things amuse me. So, <laughs> um, anyway, if you like cozy content, Brutal Moose, free ad. <laughs> cozy content. Brutal um, Moose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, this is this is a show where we talk about cooking food. It's it is. It is. It's not a show where we talk about moose. It's not a show brutal. where we talk about other YouTubers, mm. of which we are not one, because they're not on YouTube. No, no, we're not. <laughs> but we're on like every streaming channel. Every streaming channel. Like most of the big ones, I put it up there. I figured it out. You put it out there in the ether. Yep. To the universe, man. I did my research. I did my Googles. My Googles. Um. Anyway, yeah. So we're gonna talk about cooking, and this episode, we're going off the fucking rails. We do not have a pre-written script. Well, not that we ever do. We have we have more of an outline than we do tonight. Because tonight, we made a recipe, and I was like, it's been a week, and we need to record again. And I haven't, like, written a, a outline yet. So let's just talk about the thing that we just ate, like, 30 minutes ago. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> the perfect way to do a no-script uh, review is the thing you literally just ate. Yeah, so here we are. Love it. Off Chef's kiss. The rails. Off the. <laughs> wouldn't it be more like off the cuff at this point? Um. Well, off the rails off. sounds more. More exciting. Like Ozzy Osbourne. So. Okay, you doing your Ozzy now? I like that song. What? I I what Crazy Train? Yeah. It's like one of the songs that I kind of found out about and like later high school I feel like and I was like this shit gets me pumped and I'm like I'm an idiot because this is such a like mainstream thing that's been around for ever and I'm just finding it but I still am like pumped. I wouldn't be surprised if you found it on like Guitar Hero. Um probably I found so many songs on Guitar Hero. Yeah, I mean... And I was like, oh my god, those, what is this? This is amazing. For those dickhead musical like, <laughs> purist fans, they'll be so mad that that's how you found out about it. But shouldn't you just be happy that more people know about this band you really like? Alice in Chains. I had no idea. And then I listened to Man in a Box, or he played Man in a Box, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. If there's something different about that song also, when you're like having to look at the notes... For the guitar and like how complicated it is and try to play it albeit not for real but on like a fake little game controller you know what i mean like you you have more of an appreciation for the music when you're playing it or yeah, not I remember or that feeling fake playing it just because you're really concentrating and trying to pick out the thing that you're doing and you're like holy oh. shit that's actually really difficult and they're doing like the triplets and you're like fuck you with these fucking triplets barracuda Ooh, I see you, Barracuda. Oh, side side fact. Side fact. Canon of our lives. No. Yeah. No. Early early in our relationship. I reject this reality. That started in high school. And substitute my own. Uh, when we didn't know each other super well yet. Oh God, you can tell this story. He was. Uh, yeah. Somebody brought Guitar Hero what to... What do you mean, somebody? It wasn't you. Yes, it fucking was. I thought it was... Nope. Ashley Bone. Nope. No? It's there because of me. Oh, he brought it. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, well... And that really adds to the greatness of this story, <laughs> is the fact 
Just that make it I better. was the yeah. one that supplied the implements of my own destruction. Continue. Yeah, he did bring. That's right. Anyway, so we were both in choir, and uh, he brought his game to like play after school. After school, we played it during class. Was it? I don't know. I mean, I played it during class. Maybe maybe it was like at the end of the school year or something. It was, yeah. Oh, was it the end? Okay, it was at the end of school year after we finished all our like performances. So you kind of just don't do anything in choir after that. Yep. Like that's it's like when you're in AP class after you take the AP test, it's like fuck it, who cares, you know? (laughs) We're just kind of treading water here. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just watch movies. It doesn't matter. Um, But yeah, I mean that's so anyway. So he brought this game, like old school Guitar Hero, to play. Guitar Hero. Two or three? It was two. I thought it was two. Or three. I don't know. You had three. I had two. Oh. I don't know. Anyway. I do. It was two. (laughs) It was? So. It was Guitar Hero 2 on a PlayStation 2, and some asshole stole my fucking memory card at the end of the year. (sighs) Fuck. Yeah, that does make it a PlayStation 2. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it so well. Memory cards. He remembers it so well when I kicked his ass at Guitar Hero. Oh, did you finally get to the point of the story? <laughs> the point is that he was like, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty good on medium. And I was like, bro, I'm on expert mode. Like, I will kill you. And he's like, I don't believe you. And then I killed him. <laughs> I mean, killed is polite. Wiped the floor. Just annihilated. Ruined. Um, I was like, I can't even play this game on medium because I don't, it's too slow. I can't keep like rhythm with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. (laughs) I used to be really good at that game. (laughs) I remember that. I remember that day. But I can't play guitar for shit. So. Well, we got you a game to play. We did. We got me Rocksmith and I like never played it. Nope. I tried. I tried and I had the same problem I had when I was trying to learn how to play regular guitar, which is that the finger or the strings dig into your fingers and I have like baby soft fingers. At least I used to. You know, so it's like, oh, you just have to do it till they get callous. And I was like, yeah, but it hurts right now. And <laughs> I'm a big baby. So <laughs> that's the story of how I don't know how to play guitar. But. I probably could learn and be good at it. I just frustratingly can't commit to learning it. Um, That's you know. okay. You committed to learning um, cooking. I, this thing that we started a show about. I did commit to that, right? I cook most of the days of the week, so there's that. We, <laughs> last night we literally went to the uh, went to a workout and then we're like... Islands? You want to Let's get a burger? Let's go to the islands. We split a burger. Yeah, but we still ate a plate of uh, onion rings. We did eat a plate of onion rings. And then and with the burger, fries we got fries. And drinks. Added bacon. So, like. It was strength, strength, strength. <laughs> Woo. It was strength training. Yes, it was strength so training. So, it wasn't about the calories. It was about building them gains. 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 Getting them gains. Getting them gains. Yeah. Oh. Muscular gains. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were like do trying not, to say your gams. Do you not speak internet? No. You usually speak internet just fine. <sighs> I don't know what the kids are saying anymore. Them gains. <clears throat> I, when you say gains to me, I'm like corporate gains. We've 
we were up, we were up this year. Like I don't know. <laughs> Stonks. <laughs> oh my god. So okay. So before uh, you see, I told you this is off the rails. But uh, no, this is pretty normal. But we haven't even talked about the dish. Why would we? We're gonna talk about. No, we're not. You're going to get distracted by something else. Well, only if you keep distracting yeah, me. Yeah, that's the point. That's what I'm doing well, now. Well, get off. Why? Because I want to talk about You want to talk about the delicious food. dish you picked and crafted and created and served? Yes, so... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Is this... Before you start Oh, the, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> the silence of doubt. Doubt. Um, I'm just. I'm just looking at you, waiting for you to start. Okay, it's aguadito de pollo, which is English, please. Well, it's uh, in English. I'm chicken not water. really sure if it means chick, little chicken water. I think that's too literal, and that's not what it means. But um, <laughs> it's leftover chicken soup. But yeah, basically it's leftover, it's like leftover roast chicken or grilled chicken put into a chicken, chicken and rice soup, a soup. with like a Peruvian herb twist. It's a Peruvian twist. soup. So twist. yeah, I mean soups, we tend to be really successful with soups because I think they're just kind of harder to fuck up really badly. It's maybe why, <laughs> but <laughs> And also they make leftovers, so I always try to plan soups, especially in the cold seasons. I'm yeah. like, well... Oh, man, we've been making soups in the hot season. Yeah. I'm super looking forward to it. It's finally starting to be cold here. Yeah. Oh, man, if nothing changes by Monday, it's going to rain. Oh, my gosh. Like, Monday to Wednesday. It's, like, cold in our house in the morning. It's crazy. It's weird. Cats hate it. It's... Well, they like cuddling, so that's pretty fun for us. But it get, it gets pretty cold because we're in the desert. <laughs> so so we're starting cold season, so I'm like, okay, good, soups now. This soup that we made is actually kind of more of a summery soup because it's a brothy, herby soup base instead of like a cream or something that's super hearty. Mm -hmm. But you could eat it in the summer, and it's hearty enough to like you could drink a beer with it or something like it it would fill you up it was really nice it was really nice very nice very nice <laughs> okay now we're doing bora um no i agree the cilantro like uh, like you could make an argument that it's overpowering at times but then you remember <clears throat> what's the base it's the cilantro's overpowering? Well, because, like, that's the flavor of the broth once you blend it. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Why but, wouldn't you want that to be the flavor of everything you eat? Well, because usually when you put chicken broth in something, I'm expecting, like, a meatier. But then, I, you know, it's not... It wasn't a oh, long yeah. cooked no, This isn't supposed broth, to be... So. It's not supposed to be, like, a meaty, heavy... Th it's supposed to be, like, a... Like pepper, like a or, vegetable taste. Or we, ninety nine percent of the time we were cooking it, I was like, "Oh, chicken soup," and then we poured that stuff in, and then yeah. it changed entirely. Yeah, for the better. And I was all excited about it because it's like it was different. I've never made Peruvian chicken soup, 
Um, and the inspiration behind this comes from Ahi Amarillo Paste. Paste. Which you can buy on the internet. The internet. And we found out about it or kind of discovered this ingredient because of a Peruvian... Uh, it's... Oh my gosh, it has a name. It's a, chi- it's a chicken, like a grilled chicken dish. Um... That is like really specifically Peruvian, <laughs> I can't remember because the spi- the blend of um, like herbs and spices that you put on the chicken are are Peruvian, and one of those is the ají amarillo, and it's like this baby food orange. Yeah, visually very unappealing. <laughs> I, it's it's not unappealing. It's just like it's weird, but it's this it's like baby food orange paste that you get in a jar, and it lasts for years according to the expiration date right um (laughs) lasts for a long time um but it doesn't because you use it and stuff and it's delicious so the part of this this chicken pollo a la brasa that's what it's called is the peruvian dish um part of it you put that paste in this mayonnaise um that's blended with like cilantro and a couple other like a uh I think a jalapeno and some other spices and things. And you get this like dark grilled chicken with skin on and this really like herbal savory mayo aioli kind of thing to dip it in. And it's just, it's so good. The combination is wildly delicious. So um, we've made that dish a bunch of times. We still haven't gotten it just right. No, that's... Partly why it hasn't shown up on the show yet. Because we need to just break down and fucking grill it. Yeah, well, we haven't had a fucking grill. We have. No. And you're like, I don't want to clean it, so we're not going to grill it. We're going to bake it. Oh, uh, well, you remember how bad that was. It was really bad, but it was like, we're going to bake it. Anyway. One more time. We baked we'll grill it. it. Go buy chicken and grill it next week. I don't give a shit. It's delicious. Um... It's really good. Baking it does not do the same thing as grilling it. No. You why have, would it? You have to grill it. Gotta grill it. I don't know why you insisted on not cleaning the grill. <sighs> um, so much rage in our eyes right now. Yeah. So we... we Anyway, we haven't made it correctly, but that's, no. that paste has been in our house. And we've we made... two jars of it. Because we've made that mayo. Because if you put that mayo in a quesadilla, it's mm-hmm. it's so good. It's like the and best that, quesadilla mean, you've ever chicken had. Chicken quesadilla, <laughs> shrimp quesadilla, yes. cheese quesadilla. You could probably do a beef. Just Yeah, it's whatever you want. It's you just put it in there and it's like zippy, peppery. Herby. It's yeah, great. it's spicy but not. It's tempered by the mayo. So you just get like the pepper flavor. Which is kind of fruity and good. And it really came through in this uh, soup today. I really liked that. Yeah. Like, like sometimes <laughs> it gets lost in the mayo, depending on the proportions. Yep. This was like one tablespoon of the paste to like six cups of chicken broth. And, and you, all the like, other hearty things. You could really taste the ahi Rio paste. It has a super specific flavor and it tastes like the fruit of pepper if that makes any sense <laughs> the fruit of the pepper it's like if you can think of eating like um the sweet peppers that you can buy in a bag and it's just like I, that's not the exact same pepper but it kind of has that 
like sweet pepper quality with a little spice. It has that quality where you're eating it and you're like, this kind of tastes like a fruit. Like when you're eating a tomato and you're like, this is like a kind of fruity thing. It was very nice. To it. Um, but yeah, you get the, and there's, there's some other pepper elements in this too. And it, it all comes through and it's super good. And like has the appearance and the kind of uh, weight on your palate of being light. But it is filling to your stomach when you eat it. Yeah. And it looks like you blended a leprechaun. Yeah, and it's it's like bright green. It's like bright green and just it makes you want to eat it. I mean, if you if you like herbal things, which I do, I tend to, especially cilantro. I love cilantro. If you don't like cilantro. Or if cilantro tastes like soap. This dish is not for you. I'm no, sorry. No, it be a big bowl of soap. Yeah, it's like super cilantro forward but yeah i'm like put cilantro in anything it makes it better um it's delicious so, so anywho yeah what's your first impression of the dish well before before i do that oh you want to do it before you do that i'm gonna talk about the i'm gonna so okay so we kind of summarize this it's yeah. a peruvian chicken soup with an herbal kind of paste mixed into it and um um we're gonna look at this recipe as per the structure of our show oh there's a structure i thought we were going off the rails if you're just joining us for the first time today thank you for listening and uh off the rails and this show has a structure and it is. <laughs> we are we're reviewing recipes by other people, so a lot of times they're like um, famous people on YouTube or even just famous chefs. Like we reviewed, we semi-reviewed something last time by Giada De Laurentiis, which yeah. her recipe was trash, but but we reviewed it nonetheless. Um, <laughs> you know, but from actually famous people to YouTube famous people to just people on Pinterest who post things on their food blogs because there's a lot of great recipes on Pinterest. Um, you know, all of that. So without judging those people per se, unless well, it's like Bobby them. Flay or Giada or like those people, because I feel like that's, that's fair game. They're TV personalities. I can judge them. Um, <laughs> but the, we're not really judging the Pinterest people because it's like, man, you know what? Maybe this recipe worked great for you because you like forgot to write something that you didn't realize everyone else wouldn't just know. Because that's totally something I've I've tried to write some recipes where we have some on our website, which is homecookeryandothersins.wordpress.com. <laughs> um, because I'm too cheap to buy a domain so far. Um, but I, you, you know, maybe one day. Why do you need to buy a domain? Because then it won't be stupid and have WordPress.com. Oh, who cares? Uh, you know, if we get famous enough, buy if, a domain. If you get enough people to give you money to pay for the domain, we're yeah, we're not even. I mean, this I'm isn't asking for money. This There's no Patreon monetized or anything. No, for to monetize it, I'd have to be consistent. Yes. We're trying. So we're working our way on being consistent. We're doing okay. We're halfway there. Yeah, we're doing okay. Um, yeah, oh, so anyway, oh. on the website, I have some recipes that we've 
um, either like mashed together from different recipes or it's just our own recipe that we've been making for a while. Um, usually it's things like we've made a bunch of times and we're really happy with it and it's like a consistent thing on our menus that we'll put up there. Um, just like curry. To share it with people because it's yummy. I'd say that curry is probably... That curry is not my recipe. No, but we've changed it enough. Uh, I haven't rewritten it as mine. Oh. I have rewritten some as mine. Uh, like the rosemary honey chicken. Mm. I did a rewrite because that mm. recipe was just... I We totally overhauled it. Yeah. To, Much better the second time. Yeah, it was delicious. So... Earlier episode of the show, rosemary, honey, chicken. Uh, onions. I forgot to mention onions. With caramelized onions. Thank you. I had a rant about those onions, and I want them in every episode that can mention them. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that was a, co- <laughs> <laughs> that was a couple episodes ago. We talked about making that recipe. That point was completely ignored. <laughs> that was a great example of a recipe that we had to workshop a lot, which doesn't... It's like, which doesn't mean the recipe is inherently bad. It means we didn't understand it and, uh, and, or it didn't work, you know, with what we were trying to do, I guess. That recipe though was inherently bad. I mean, they, they said you could caramelize onions in 20 minutes and I just. Four onions. I just, that you can't, that's not a thing. You can't do that. No. We won't go back into that. If you wanna, if you wanna hear more about that, if you wanna hear an infinitely long bitching tirade about that, because I never shut up about it, you can go back and watch that episode. Listen to. Sorry, listen to. There's We're not nothing, on video yet. There's nothing to watch. No, nobody wants to watch us on video. No, there's not really anything to see. No. I, I put pants on for you tonight. I hope you're happy. You should feel special. <laughs> listening audience <laughs> he does have pants on oh my god i hate it uh, anywho um what else did we talk about for the show structure our show in our show in our show we are gonna talk about our first impressions of the recipe um the shopping experience cooking how that went for us um how it tastes <sighs> and then we're gonna rate the recipe based on five criteria which five. are Criteria. Ease of use, mm-hmm. taste satisfaction, oh. cost effectiveness, what the fuck factor, and leftover ability. Oh, I got an opinion on that. We'll save it. Okay. Um, Alright, so. Alright, ten now minutes. Now we can later, talk about first impressions. Ten minutes later, we can talk about first impressions. He just, he wants to skip ahead. This is why I have an outline. Yeah. Because otherwise it would just be a shit show. Like, there's got to be some order to this, sh- you some know? Some order to the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, first impressions. You know my first impression of this recipe was? Yes. Uh, I didn't fucking get it because I didn't know that we were going to be blending the cilantro. So I first thought we were just going to, like, wilting spinach, put just big bunches of cilantro into the soup and just let it wilt and cook into it well because i'm not an idiot that's not what the recipe did (laughs) no but you didn't explain that i i tried to explain that there was multiple there was there's like a stage of blending and then 
it's like a you have to pay attention to this recipe because it's not the way it's uh structured is not a traditional soup recipe to a a generic white person you know you're like what so i mean it basically you have to take certain ingredients and cook them and then blend them together and then cook like it's like you're cooking a chicken soup on the side and then you're blending like this pepper herb uh puree on the other side and then at the end of the chicken noodle soup being cooked you mix the two together and it makes this like totally new concoction which is not a standard soup right like a normal soup recipe you would everything goes in the pot well you would usually take your like aromatics and you would cook them a little bit to get like a little bit of um, color on them like your onions maybe or whatever your mirepoix your, your onions and carrots and celery is what mirepoix is no celery <laughs> in this one right but that's what mirepoix is yes yeah, french um oh trust me i know <laughs> you gotta mise en place your mirepoix uh, <laughs> anyway so yeah so you're like sauteing that a little bit before you add liquid Um, sometimes if you're doing something with like a paste or a heavy spice blend, you add the spices to the mirepoix or the vegetables to toast the spices. And then, you know, you add your liquid and you boil and add like meat or whatever it is. You know, it's, it's pretty formulaic like that. This is just not. (laughs) Um, so yeah, my first impression of it, I saw the green soup and I was like, that sounds delightful. It has ahi real paste and it's Peruvian. I gotta have it. Gotta, gotta try have it. it. I gotta, I gotta make it. <laughs> you know. So, uh, thankfully, unlike several of the recipes that I tend to get excited about, this one actually went well. Yeah. I get excited about a lot of recipes and like, you know. And then reality sets in. Not all of them work out, you know. <laughs> yeah, I start cooking it, and you realize where the holes are. Right, and you're the, like, wait, uh, they want you to do what? You want me to do what? Um, so yeah, I mean, first impressions, other than the fact that I didn't get the blending part, uh, it seemed interesting to me. Um, I didn't get, you know, because I didn't read the full. So, yeah. Okay, well. Welcome back. We just got done uh, from a coughing break. I had to cough real quick, and I didn't want to do it on the mic. <laughs> Why not? I do it all the time. Um, no, so- you know when you're like, you know you're going to cough a lot, mm. and you just, like, I was trying to drink water to, like, stave it off, and, like, I'm like, Nick, just talk, because I got to, but it was not going to happen. I had to just cough for, like, a solid minute. <laughs> solid, just, like, long hacking cough, like, 30 years smoker. I no. have a really no, strong... No, it was like a little baby cough. I have, a, I have a really strong diaphragm, mm-hmm. which makes my hiccups and coughs... Super annoying. Very loud and annoying. pronounced and annoying. Yes, my hiccups annoying. are really They're annoying. very annoying. Well, because but hiccups are your diaphragm spasming, so if you have a strong diaphragm, mm-hmm. say from being in choir forever and oh, projecting okay. your voice... Where's my strong diaphragm? 
You get bad hiccups too. Nah, nothing like yours. No, but yours are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's a boy. They don't have to project. They just have to appear on stage. Right? That's how you get into choir. Be a man. Uh, (laughs) Rude. It's true. Rude. Not anymore, hopefully, because I feel like Glee, unfortunately or fortunately, kind of revived the genre of choir for boys, maybe. American Pie tried, but it, like, didn't work because they were like, no, you're just in it so you can get pussy. So, like, I'm not going to do it. 22 years ago. Yeah, I don't think it worked, is no. what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, I mean, even if it did, the uh, the fluctuation of its popularity would have dropped off entirely by the time you were in high school and I was in high school doing show choir. When we came out in, like, the year 2000, 2001. Well, the good news is, yeah, like, if you're gay or straight, but especially if you're a straight dude... And you, you want to get some action, like, be a cheerleader or be in choir in high school. Go where the ladies are and the men aren't. Pretty much. Yeah. Your competition is limited. Yeah. Especially as a straight dude because uh, a lot of the other dudes are gay. Yeah. And we're not competing for the same thing. Yeah. Not all. Not for sure not all. There were several... Like, a good number of straight guys in the choir. Yeah, but there was, like... It's just there was also a lot of gay people in the choir. Of, like, 30 students, let's say, 10 were boys (laughs) and the rest are girls. Maybe, if that, yeah. Yeah, depending on your year and this and that. But, you know, what we're not talking about is choir. I was going to say something inappropriate. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Oh, 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 no, I'm not going to say that. Anyway, um, it's uh, this is like true story, little high school boys, if you want. Girls, like, go where the girls are. Hey, do you know who's not listening to this podcast? High school boys? Middle school boys going into high school. <clears throat> yeah, well. Or freshmen Maybe their in high mom school. is, and she wants to give them this sh- nugget of advice. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Mom's listening to this. Go tell your prepubescent male children like hey you want to get bitches join cheer or choir boom boom all the trim specifically say trim all the trim middle school boys and early high school boys love it when you say trim or muff muff Mm, muff divers Mm. (sighs) (laughs) we were talking about a food show i was in the middle of talking about a recipe yeah, we were and talking about my impressions of it before you so rudely had to have your moment of coughing and you politely didn't force it upon our <laughs> listeners' ears. Yes, you're you welcome. monster. You're very welcome. Um, and now we're talking about muff. Yeah, well, that's how I love it goes. this show, it's yeah. all over the fucking place. Uh, Anywho, first impressions, it was interesting. Let's go shopping. Unless you had something else to say. Nope, that... All right, so I went shopping. Ashley stayed home. I did. I was hungover. Yep. Big surprise. Actually, we haven't been hungover, like, I mean, the last two weekends, but that's that's abnormal. It's pretty abnormal at this point. We usually don't get hungover anymore, either from responsibility or because we overdrink too much. Now we can't get drunk. (coughs) I like to believe it's because I'm being responsible. 
Well, we have to, I mean, we live far from everybody, so we have to, like, leave stuff, you know, not early, but, like... But we have to leave with the We the can't plan stay forever, because of... we got to drive home for, like, an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah, and you drink accordingly. Yeah. Well, I drink accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're usually all right. But anyway... So, I, I went <laughs> shopping, and let me tell you... I don't think we've ever had a hard dish to shop for on this show. Because this is not it. This mm-hmm. is super easy. Everything's right there kind of shopping. Actually, it'd be better if you were just using your leftovers. If you had some in the house from like a dinner you made. Yeah, if you had like leftover roast uh, chicken. You got some potatoes because you made some mash this week. And like you got mm-hmm. whole tates. Some leftover onion. You always got rice. This is perfect. Yeah. Fucking. It's definitely a leftover. Like it's it, a, it feels like, because the recipe calls for already cooked chicken. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's using like leftover chicken. It has to be. Ooh. Take the the chicken that you cook with that ahi amarillo paste. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. Put that into the dish. <laughs> that would be delicious. So delicious. That would be delicious. Anyways, if you don't have leftover chicken, just get some chicken titty. Chicken breast. You could do this with anything. You could do a chicken thigh or chicken I would do breast. it with thigh next time if you weren't working with leftovers. Yeah. I think thigh that shreds has a little better. Bit, it shreds better. It has a little bit more flavor. And it doesn't dry out as bad. Breast tends to dry out a little bit. Our breast, we just took like whole breast and boiled it, which I would never do except for this application because I was trying to get it to be shreddy. Yeah. Um, and it worked. It worked just fine. It's just it gets like a little bit like chewy and dry, a little rubbery when you when you reheat. Yeah. So we kind of ooh look at that spike in the little thing. I gotta stop doing that. Um, sorry. So, I mean, we're kind of jumping ahead. Do you, I mean, is there really anything to talk about for the shopping? Everything's there. It's potatoes, onions, garlic, cilantro. Yes, mm. even Winco has cilantro. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a poblano pepper is going to be the hardest thing to get for somebody. But I've never even, not yeah. been able to you get You can also poblano. sub it for if you had to. wouldn't get anything I spicy. But I mean... I guess if you had to. You could do, well, I was going to say a bell pepper, but God, no. No, there's nothing that's like poblano. It's like smoky and you can't. It's nice. If you couldn't get it, then I guess just make it without, but you'll get it. This would not be the same thing. It's really common. Without the poblano. I don't know. I think, I think it would do okay. It's nice, but I think it would do okay without it. Nope. I think it would be passable. I don't think so. Well, well, you know, to each their own. <laughs> so I, mean, I think the poblano gives the body to the to the dish. Like, is there really anything else to talk about for shopping though? Mm, no, it's well. Then let's talk about cooking. So the poblano, I think, gives a great body. <laughs> yeah. And smokiness. However, <clears throat> if does. for some reason you couldn't get it. But you were dead set on making this dish. It would be missing a note, but it would still be good. I don't know. You would have to. No, it would. You would have to sub some other pepper for it. So put a little chipotle chili powder in there. Mm, Oh my gosh! No, 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 no. no. These suggestions are bad. 
<laughs> Put a little uh, Anaheim in there. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I guess you could try Anaheim and it might work. Okay, it's not going to be Poblano, but... Mm. And like jalapenos too spicy. Too spicy. No, you don't want to put a spicy pepper in there. Because you already have the aji amarillo paste, which, which is, is the proper pretty spicy. Spice. It's significantly spicy. Like a tablespoon to five, six cups of chicken stock and it's spicy soup. Yeah, I, again, the mayonnaise really cuts the spice out and you get more of the flavor. But when it's in the soup, I, the spice sings. You get the heat. Like, there's a lot of heat. So but you don't the, want good, other heat. It's a good amount of heat. Yeah, it's not, like, going to kill you, but you don't want more more heat than that. So, yeah, I suppose Anaheim or, like... I'm trying to think if there's a spice that's... I, Green bell pepper, maybe. Mm, green bell pepper is gonna. It's gonna give it like a funky green bell, bell pepper, pepper taste. taste. Yes, it will. Yeah. It will mess it up. I mean, I'd say red bell pepper, but that's gonna fuck with your color. If I didn't have a poblano pepper, I would not make this because I'd, it I it wouldn't be the same food. I would still make it if that was like if you went shopping and you have everything but the poblano pepper because it went bad or something. Cut out the parts that didn't go bad. And you could still make it without. Or if you just forgot it and you live 20 miles from the store and you're not going to go to the store for one pepper, still make it. Well, we'll agree to disagree on that point. <laughs> Anywho, so cooking starts off with poblano pepper Poblano and pepper onion. and onion. And garlic and the ajo mario paste. So it's like your traditional soup, right? You're cooking down your aromatics. Um, and then <clears throat> instead of building the liquid on top of those aromatics like you would with a traditional soup, you take all of that out of the pot and reserve it to the side and just leave it, like let it cool. And then while you're, while it's cooling, you make the rest of the soup with the broth and the cooked chicken, um, carrots, potatoes, peas, rice and rice. Yeah, and you just start all that cooking. It cooks for like 30 minutes. It's great because all the, like you saute that one round of things and then everything else just goes in the fucking pot and you're done. Yeah. For 30 minutes. Yes, yes, but we did not put the chicken in. The chicken and the peas we kind of kept out to the last 10 minutes of cooking, which the recipe doesn't say to do because we were like, well, we don't want the peas to be like super mushy and the... And we were using frozen peas still, but it's it's like they don't take much to cook. No, they don't. They were they were good for the ten minutes they were in there. They were yeah, they were perfect. They weren't like you know when they start to get like uh, Robin Kermit's cousin green, and you're like that's the wrong color for peas. Like the color they are when they come out of a pan or you, a can. Gross. Did you just make a a deep cut Muppets reference? Yes, you did. Okay, I just yes. want to make sure <laughs> that I heard everything right on there. You want your peas to be the color of Kermit, not the color of Robin. Okay. Robin's his cousin. In case you were like me, or you nephew, didn't or it's cousin or nephew or something. Oh, is that the one that's Tiny Tim? Yeah, it's Tiny Tim. Oh, I think that's his nephew. Some, because something some because bullshit for like that some because reason in the 70s you can't have your cartoon characters have kids because that means they had sex and kids are gonna know that implicitly somehow like yeah so they're always nephews so mickey's nieces. got nephews donald's got nephew like what 
Goofy's the only one with a kid. Which makes him... The only one that's gotten laid. Like a very risque member of the Disney clan, somehow. was like, oh, dead wife, cool. <laughs> hey, somebody's gotta have a dead wife. Dude, the Goofy movies are... They're really weird and, like, what? deeply touching at some points. And then just fucking where off the, the walls. Where they shouldn't be yeah. really... By all rights. Like, because I didn't really watch him when I was a young kid. Well, hold on. There's two Goofy movies. You only mean the first one. The second one. No, I'm talking about both. You, you think the second one has touching? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It totally does. When he's going to the... Um, oh, yeah. Okay. The skate show at the end or whatever, and his dad comes through for him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man... Yeah, like it's, and then, you know, his relationship with the librarian in the second movie. So I, I didn't really watch those movies till I was kind of past, like. You were in high school. The age where you should watch them. High school, them. early college. So I didn't have. I watched them as a kid. I didn't have the nostalgia for them. But even then, watching them, I was like, I don't love this movie, but it has some really touching moments that don't deserve to be this touching for what for this movie, movie is. Yeah. 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 And the, one of the, um,. The, like, saddest kind of... Or not saddest, but, like, the most heart-wrenching like shorts that I've seen from Disney is in um, the Mickey's Magical Christmas. Which you can't get anywhere. Uh, it's, like, a, it's like three cartoons. It's, like, a, a series, and it's got three cartoons, and it's, like, Gift of the Magi with Mickey and Minnie. Um something i can't remember the title of the cartoon with goofy and max and then there's one with um huey dewey and louie where it's like groundhog's day parody which is stupid but oh you hate that one ashley hates groundhog's day it's frustrating and i don't like it i don't like it but (laughs) not one bit but it's you know Mm. it's so weird i actually did watch that as a kid and watching it as an adult i'm still like oh this is really a lot like it's like so much with the goofy one especially the the he's waiting for santa it's the whole like because max is coming of age and Mm. is like not believing in santa and then like there's this whole subplot with his dad with the poor neighbor kids next door trying to pretend to be Santa for their benefit. And it's like, it's like this whole thing where they're being, the Max and his dad have this really kind of sweetly codependent relationship because there's no mother figure and they both kind of have to take care of each other. And it ends up being really touching and weird <laughs> that it's, you know, cause it's like, it's only a 30 minute cartoon maybe. But I guess that's what's that's what's so good about those <laughs> old cartoons. They're just they convey so much in like thirty minutes or fifteen like we minutes. Don't, we don't got a lot of time here, so let's get to the point. Right. Every every frame is hyper expensive. <laughs> so we gotta make each one count. Yeah. We're approaching the holidays, so I'm like waxing nostalgic for holiday oh, shit right now. Oh, is why, <laughs> why I think of oh, this. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, Disney characters and Muppets characters aren't allowed to have their own children because... Well, that's how we got onto this conversation. I was trying to, like, back... 
Like running back into my brain. That's too risky. Even though they all have love interests, they're not allowed to have children because they're not allowed to be married. Because I guess that ruins the romance, which it kind of does. Because if you've seen Bones, ah. when Bones and uh, Brenner, no, Brennan, Brent, her name is Brennan. <laughs> the other guy's name is I don't know Ryan Seacrest type. Some other shit. Yeah, anyway, when the two main characters get married and, like, have a... It's, like, the dumbest shit you've ever seen. Because Brennan spends the whole... I think it's Brennan. Spends the whole thing being, like, I don't believe in marriage and I don't believe in kids and blah, blah, blah. And then she gets pregnant from the one night they had pity sex because their coworker died. And you're, like, what the shit? And then she, like, turns into this weird... Like, it's very anti-everything that her character was. You know what, though? Even if I watch even early episodes of that show now, I'm like, this is trash. So, <laughs> why were my expectations so high? <laughs> it was Seely, Selly, Seely, Booth. And, Booth. And Booth. Temperance. Booth and Brennan. It was Temperance. That's her first name. That's why everyone calls her Bones. Because she doesn't want to be called Temperance. Because nobody wants to be called Temperance. <laughs> PSA, don't name your kids after weird Bible verse nonsense. Even if you really like the Bible, like it's not going to be good for your kid. No, just name after a character. They're going to be a stripper. Yeah. They will be. like Or, that's... or they'll be a homicide detective. Well, see, that would be okay. So you didn't even consider that as an option. The early episodes of Bones were kind of fun. Like, there was a really early one where they found, like, a an angel. It was like a snow angel of a woman that was smashed in a trash compactor. And it was, like, disgusting and fascinating to look at. And I was like, wow, I can watch this show. Um, <laughs> but I also have a dangerous, morbid curiosity yeah, like, I think most people kind of do at this point. But I, I definitely do, for sure. So we were talking about peas. <clears throat> talking about peas and how they get the color of Kermit's nephew, Robin, when you leave them in the stew too long or when you get them out of a can. Yeah, or they just, like, mush and split and are terrible and you lose the good pea part of the pea. Yeah, you want the, like, little sweet, like, snappy part. So... What we're trying to say is <clears throat> the recipe said to put it in the entire time. We With the chicken. We only put it in for 10 minutes. We only put it in for 10 minutes, and that was kind of too long for the chicken because it did get a little bit... Yeah, it did. ...rubbery. It did, for sure. So it's like, uh, maybe use thigh because it's a little bit forgiving. It's more forgiving if you're just going to cook it right before you make the soup, but like we did. Or, breast is really nice, though. Like the texture of like a rustic breast that's shredded... Um, but still kind of kept in big pieces, which is what I was trying to go for, is really nice in the soup. But um, but now it's like rubbery. So it's, it's like if you bought a rotisserie chicken and just shredded it up and put it in your soup, it would probably be really good. <laughs> like right before you were done with it. Like right before, just to warm it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if this recipe was originally meant to be done with leftover chicken, I don't know. Who or why you're putting it in right at the beginning? Either way, especially. Oh no! Yeah, that doesn't make sense. They want you to cook already cooked chicken for like thirty minutes. Like, what are you trying to accomplish with that? This is gonna be weird. Why? Especially with breast. (laughs) 
So, I mean, or the other thing if you were starting that we didn't do, if you were starting with raw chicken, um, we boiled ours in a separate pan and we kind of both agreed why not just cook it in right. the in with everything because you're cooking for the 30 broth minutes. for 30 minutes if so you... that's gonna cook the chicken all the way through and make it shreddy yeah you could just cook the chicken in the soup and it would probably taste a little bit more meaty yeah. if you did that so that was another <clears throat> weird choice the recipe is interesting it's a little it's you, yeah you gotta <laughs> take a few liberties with it we we try to always do a recipe the way that it's written the first time through, but sometimes you just look at that and you go, Mm-mm, I'm not doing that. Mm. Like cooking peas for 30 minutes. Yeah, or cooking Cooked caramelized onions for 20 minutes. For 20 minutes, minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... You look at it and go, okay, if I follow this exact... This is not a show where we are reviewing the recipe as if we don't know how to cook and we're trying to make it. No, because We're reviewing I'm... the recipe from, the, from a collaborative standpoint where... We're using this as a jumping off point to make something based on someone else's ideas, but like we're taking our knowledge to make the the food come out better and like add to the conversation. I don't got money to throw away on food to cook it the way it's exactly written and then have it be terrible. So yeah, I mean yeah, we're cooking this for ourselves on weeknights. We gotta enjoy it, or we want to. We're trying to. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes even if you make the changes, it's just not a good recipe, but. Yeah, sometimes you can't save it. Well, it's as we found out, but yeah. So, anywho, cooking it, though, was really easy. It's a, it's a medium-length weeknight dinner. So, like, I'd say, like, a quick weeknight dinner is something you can do in, like, 30 to 45 minutes. This was, like, 45 Ooh, with like all hour. the prep. It's like an hour. Yeah, so medium-length, you know... But it's not, like, active time. No, it's very passive time. You just have to chop up a couple things, like potatoes and carrots, um, and some garnishes. And if you had two people that were trying to, like, like, we totally could have separated at some point. Like, if I had taken the onions and the garlic um, and the pepper, and then just cut that myself, and you worried about the other things. Like, we could have cut our time probably by, like, 10 to 15 minutes. But if we didn't mise en plus everything right in the beginning. But I really like that method, so I'm willing to put in the extra time. Just because I know we're not going to be, like, panic, like, oh, shit, we forgot the onion. And then you're, like, rush cutting onion to try and not burn everything else. And then you cut your damn finger. And Yeah. Yeah. We tend to prep things before. It's not the most efficient time. We never do well on chopped. <laughs> Yeah, it's we're kind of a mix because Nick tends to he tends to prep more than I might because I try to kind of cook recipes as I go. But oh, I'll just prep everything in the beginning. I won't even put something to heat until all the choppable things are chopped. Yeah, and some recipes you really have to do that. Some recipes there's some kind of like breaks in between. Um, I, can, I usually try and identify those. I think it, that habit started from when I cooked by myself more often when I was working yeah, all I'm the sure. time. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. So I didn't have, like, you to uh, fall back on as an assistant. Yes, right. It's or usually you didn't have, you know, or whatever. <clears throat> we try to c- cut up as much stuff, like, so I, I'm always trying to, like, 
cut the things that we need to cook first and then be like, okay, you go take this and cook that. And then I'll continue cutting the things for the next phase of the soup or whatever, the sauce or whatever it is. Um, so that we can keep it rolling. Because if you're just sitting there cutting everything before you cook it, it's it can be a waste of time. Unless you're doing like stir fry or anything where you have to walk anything. Because then you have to have everything like when you start or you're going to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I tend to cook things with a stir-fry method or a stir-fry mentality for something that doesn't need stir-fry prep. Yeah, but. I have a really weird role in the kitchen as like a... Because like at work, I'm kind of a project manager. In the kitchen, I'm kind of a project manager, but I'm not the chef. I'm like the sous chef. So I'm like on the side cutting stuff and like reading the recipe and like prepping for the next step. Um, and kind of, I have the picture in my head for a lot of these recipes on how it's going to go. And I'm instructing Nick, who's cooking the stuff and like executing the dish on what to do next. A lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like, I feel like that should still give you the chef title. You're just like a working chef. Because I'm doing line cook work, basically. Hmm. Yeah, but to be fair, I'm just like, that's not really my preference. I don't like cooking in front of a hot... I like grilling. I love grilling. (laughs) Which is weird because it's an open flame and I don't really like open flames. No, you still cry like a baby when you have to light your mom's stove because... Because the fire is right next to the knob. And it doesn't ever do anything Why would you build that like that? (laughs) You have to put your hand next to the fire. I hate it. I hate it. It's not an issue at all. I hate You're a big whiny baby. I hate it so much. But, like, I can cook stuff. Like, I, I'm able to cook stuff on the stove and make food. It's just, like, it's not my preference. You know how to drive a car, but mm-hmm. I prefer to drive. You know how to cook stuff on the stove, but I like doing it. It's just yeah, a preference. And then, I mean, yeah, I prefer to... To chop things because I, I'm more consistent with my knife cuts and like I kind of have the overall picture of the recipe in my head so I know like the potatoes need to be this size and like I it, maybe I can't communicate that super effectively because it's just it's like all in my head that it comes together and yeah. I'm just kind of trying to explain the little things delegate the little things you know. That's weird, Uh, but I'm sure I'm not that unique, or I'm sure we're not that unique in having that kind of thing because, you know, (laughs) people just do what they need to do with the talents and resources they have. And um, I mean, but that's why it's nice to have two people that like to cook in the kitchen together. Because one person can get really good at doing something that the other person either just doesn't want to or tried and didn't do well yeah it's nice to be able to share this share the skills share the burden well i'll share the skills yes because you know everybody's not good at the same thing yeah (laughs) um so we were talking about cooking soup yeah we (laughs) it it all goes we spent like at least 10 20 
30 we spent like 30 minutes of this cook process like watching tv so yeah it's pretty passive <laughs> so so yeah what it was onions peppers garlic set it to the side everything else in the pot and just blend, simmer it simmer that and then blend your other shit the blend the peppers, peppers. with some cilantro, fresh cilantro and some broth and uh Lime food? juice. Lime juice. So you blend all these. So it's like you have these really fresh ingredients that you just blend, and that's it. And then you throw them into the soup when it's done cooking, and you have this like, like chicken Once... brothy soup that's not entirely rich because you haven't cooked the chicken in the broth, yeah. which I feel like maybe you're supposed to a little bit more. But chicken breast, man, would have just been so rubbery. Yeah, it would have. I, I, I would try thigh maybe next time. What's that thing in Japanese ramen where you put the <clears throat> the flavor shot drop at the bottom of the bowl and then pour? You know the thing I'm talking about? Tare? I think Tare? so. It's called that. T-A-R-E. That's kind of what that uh, cilantro thing is, is the flavor shot that just goes through the whole soup instead of at the bottom of your bowl. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like you're just adding the super fresh. It's like you just threw wheatgrass on your soup, but it's not gross like wheatgrass. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks like that because it's bright green. And, yep, um, Yeah, it just takes all this freshness and kind of like blends it up so you don't have a bunch of leafy textures or anything, but you have the textures that you want of a chicken soup. It's, it's like a genius recipe. I that mean. is something that I really liked about this because a lot of chicken soups are like, oh, yeah, we put onion in it. You want to taste the onion? Well, it's going to be part of the texture of the soup. And I'm like, I like onion, but. Uh, oh, I mean, if I'm going to eat like a pure chicken noodle soup, like there better be big pieces of onion in it. So, but I like, I liked this because it blended it and I was like, I taste the onion and it's really pleasant, but it's not like every other bite is like. 16 pieces of little onion exploding and i'm like it, it, it's fine i like it but i like this too i like a smooth soup sometimes but like it was but it wasn't a smooth soup it was like it literally was like you took like chimichurri almost and something like a like a herb puree and you just put it into your chicken noodle soup yeah <laughs> <laughs> the broth was smooth, and then everything else was chunk. Like right, there's I cons- chunks. In I there. consider the onion at that point part of the broth for some reason because it really changes. Because it's part of the flavor of the herb puree. Because yeah, it's and good. the poblano puree, which is why the poblano is so necessary because it's the poblano and the onion are the main part of the, like they're the main components um, in addition to cilantro of the puree. That flavors the soup. So. It's really nice. Really nice. Um, nice and light. You don't have to have a really high quality. I wouldn't use a really high quality chicken stock because you're not going to no, appreciate it. Because it. it's like it's not the point. It's just yeah. a background. <laughs> we, uh, we described it as like mixing a chili verde with chicken noodle soup. But it's even lighter and fresher than that. Yeah. Yeah, we have a green uh, a chicken chili verde recipe that we've made quite a few times. And it was 
very reminiscent of that, but much lighter and much less spicy. Like usually, yeah. the, <laughs> usually the the green chicken, the the chili verde, uh, the chicken chili verde that we do, it's either aggressively spicy or not spicy enough. Very rarely have we gotten it dialed in to where it's really pl- and like the really and pleasant. That's, like that's because peppers are so hit or miss. So with this though, it was one tablespoon proper spice all the way through. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's gonna be enough, but if you like dip your pinky in that in the Ahi Amarillo and just taste it, it's like the hottest baby food you've ever had. Yeah. It's so tasty but it's so hot. Um but like it's just it has such a nice fruit fruity flavor is the best way I can describe it is fruity. And because the paste got cooked into the onions that then got blended, it's just a constant through the whole thing in mm-hmm. the dish ends up just tasting like that plus you get because that has like a high note um but doesn't have a ton of depth and then you have the poblano that's backing it up with the smokiness that poblanos have and then just cilantro waves of cilantro and then the herbal cilantro <laughs> just like you know it's bright green and delicious so it's i mean it's a good soup. We're gushing about it. It is a good soup. I mean, did we kind of switch from cooking to tasting without acknowledging it? Yeah, I think we did. I think That's, we. I think that was kind of tasting. That was kind of. I mean, it was a tasty soup. It rolled right through. The only thing that I said for my personal preference is I would have liked something crunchy, like a tortilla strip, or like a chip. I don't want, like, a big basket of chips, you know? I just want, like, a couple chips to, like, crumble in or something or take a little dip. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, just a little more texture. I don't know how you would achieve texture in the potatoes without underdoing the rest of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the potatoes did get a little bit overdone. They could have had a little bit more bite to them. I, I mean, you know, you could say leave the pieces a little bit bigger next time so they don't cook as fast, but... Mm, but I, but I, they were actually, would, they were fairly sized. Like, I don't think they should have been Yeah, smaller. any bigger and you would have had a heart. You would have been, like, trying to cut them with a spoon. You probably could have just simmered everything for less time. Maybe. Unless you cooked the chicken with it and then, then it wouldn't take less But they time. were doing full chicken. So they're full. They were doing cooked, pre-cooked chicken. Yeah, the potatoes did get the carrots were okay. They were a little bit over the potatoes. The carrots carrots, were like, but I like a mushy carrot. They were like a little over. There was rice in there somewhere too. Mm -hmm. The rice kind of there's rice in there, but it's not like rice. It's not like clumpy rice. A half cup of rice in six cups of liquid. Mm -hmm. So it's just just like a nice little. Yeah, it's a nice, like, starchy element, and then you get, like, little bites of it every once in a while. That's why you had to cook it that long. You had to cook it long enough for the rice. Yeah, you had to cook the rice. But the little amount is nice because it's just like a... It's like you're getting, like, a rice crispy... Like, when you eat rice crispy cereal, and there's... Like, if there was too much milk for the cereal... You get like a, just little bites of it every once in a while, and you're like, oh, that's kind of nice. 
So, anyways. But it's taste, not like rice soup, which is gross. The taste was really good. <laughs> I would have preferred a little bit of texture, but... We can crumble some chips on your soup if you want to get chips stuck in your gums. He really you wants, are so weird about really that. He really wants to get chips stuck in his you gums. You are so weird about that. Things with... Okay, so if you're eating something with like... Do you know what soup does to tortilla chips? But it you, softens them but just you, enough. Well, no, but you're eating them while they're so crunchy. That's the point, to get the texture. If you're eating something with a really soft texture next to something with a really pointy texture, the likelihood of you getting it stuck in your gums... How do you eat? ...is high. What kind of monster are you eating like that this is an issue for you? It's not just me. Uh, I'll agree to disagree on that. Anyways texture it's not just me also i just like don't get the point of tortilla chips because they're like, crunchy and salty it's like oh it's a mexican tortilla soup like put tortilla pieces on it and i'm yeah, like it's delicious no i don't no one needs that i need that it's delicious anyways it feels like the kind of thing that like a cheap restaurant does because their soup sucks. Like, it's a Panera thing. So they're just trying to hide. They're like, oh, chips. Everybody likes chips. Throw Everybody it on top of the soup. Everybody does like chips. I don't want chips on my soup. Eh. Why would I want that? Because either it's eh. too mushy or it's too sharp and eh. it gets stuck in my gums. My gums. <laughs> my gums. Yeah. Got little baby gums. They're so gentle and br- scratchable. Mm, they're pretty fragile. Yeah. I, I do have gingivitis but so does everyone who doesn't yeah <laughs> what what else about the taste is there any other thing i mean we talked about the spice we talked about the sugar and everything nice yeah that chemical x got right in there powerpuff girls yeah i don't know i i just really enjoyed it i inhaled it um you know, it was all the flavors that I like. I thought the carrot was great, but I like a mushy carrot. Mm, so it was fine. I don't was like good. texturing my vegetables. But you also don't like not texturing your Ooh, vegetables. Ooh, I think I just don't like vegetables. <laughs> yeah, that is a thing. But this was a green soup and he ate it. Well, yeah, because it was an herb. <laughs> I feel like it's a win for me. An herb's not a vegetable. <laughs> I know, it's not, it doesn't have the vitamins. No, no vitamins. There's vitamins in the onions. Boop, 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 boop. I tried. You tried. Anyway, it's not a it's not a particularly unhealthy soup. It's actually pretty healthy. I think you could definitely eat it summer or winter. It's you know Yeah, you could. It's like it's like in the summer you could eat it for a nice dinner for in the winter it would actually be a good lunch. I mean it would really spice up your It'd be, especially because if you have the habit of winter foods where they're, like, really heavy winter foods. Mm-hmm. So, if you, like, made that on a Wednesday because you just had two kind of heavy winter dishes. Yeah, just to kind of break up your... Nice little light and spicy punch. Because for some reason, winter food is also usually lacking in spice. I guess that's because, historically, it's hard to get spice in the winter time. Um, um... If they're all coming from peppers... It depends. It depends where you're, where you live. Well, I think European winter food. So, that's well. That's what I mean. So we're pulling foods from like all different parts of the world. Um, 
So, because, like, a region like the Netherlands or something. They're not getting their jalapenos they don't, in December. <laughs> well, they don't have, like, they're not, they don't grow those crops. Yeah. You know, ever. So they just always. No, they have them. Jalapenos? Yeah, they import them. I mean. Oh, they'll grow them in, like, a greenhouse. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm they're not native. I'm saying historically, those like those cultures don't really have a lot of spice, and that's just how that is. But we're we're taking all of these different cultures and making our weekly plan, right? So, so for us, it's like, oh well, winter. I want my more northern country foods because they're more hearty. You know, more hearty tasting. And then summer, I want my, like, Mexican, like, spicy, brothy foods because they're lighter. Yeah. But it's just a question of we have all these options. And they're not, you know, regionally, like, this, you would always kind of have, like, the spices. I'm not saying that Norwegian food isn't spicy. I'm saying that Norwegian food has very different seasoning. Than Mexican food. Yeah, well, it's very different regions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, no matter what season it is there. Yeah. Unless you go to a Mexican restaurant in Norway, which, oh my god, that sounds it's awful. It's called Taco Bell. That sounds awful. Yeah. Like, Nor- I wonder if it would be better or worse, though. Cause Nor- because, um... Norway has a strong Middle Eastern food culture there. A lot of falafel and shawarma. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I was going to say, like, because they actually have a really strong, like, food culture now. It's, like, building up in, um, like, in the northern regions like that. So, I'm like, maybe their Mexican food would be better than, like, no. Iowa Mexican food. It's not better well, than California Mexican food. No, That's I not mean, even on the table. It's probably going to be on the same line because they're not, they're just not as accustomed to working with those flavors so yeah you know what i mean like if you're foodie like you can kind of and you've traveled if you're well traveled you might know the flavors and you're you're the chef that works there so like maybe they have stuff that's can they can norway be iowa maybe i'm not sure you know but you've ever you're you're talking about chefs I'm talking about home cooks. Norwegian home oh, cooks. Oh, I was talking about, like, restaurants. Yeah. Like, what is a... Like, it, could a taco restaurant in Norway be a taco restaurant in Iowa? Maybe they could, because they might... It depends on who's making the taco. They might have a better food culture in general than Iowa does. I don't know. Iowa's <sighs> a growing scene. I could have said Washington because I've had Mexican food in Washington and holy crap, it sucks. Well, hold on. Where did we go? That's not fair. It doesn't, it doesn't suck. It's, um, it's just not Mexican food. Where did we go? We went to that place that had tater tots. Oh, taco time? Taco. It's called taco time. That's their Del Taco. Yeah, but it like... Our Del Taco is like 50% more Mexican than that del- that Taco Time. Taco Time. <laughs> okay, it's like the so, generic version of... It's like if you took... It's like if you took del taco. the soft chicken ranch... Okay, so the, the Del Taco soft chicken... Soft grilled chicken taco. 
like their standard one that's like has ranch on it is like all of their food. <laughs> it's like if you took Taco Bell and Del Taco, smashed them together, it's taco time. Uh, it's no, it's not because take, I think Taco Bell has take, more taco than taco time. I was gonna say you didn't take the good parts of either one. <laughs> You just took the idea of both. It's just like... It's like somebody described the two restaurants to you, and then you had their kid tell you about what was described. Like, ah, he's got tacos and fried potatoes. It was literally like somebody went to Del Taco and had the chainsaw taco and was like, Like, this this is Mexican food, and all our food is that. And I was like, uh, so it's not bad. Like, cause I like the Del Taco chicken tacos, but I will be the first to admit that's not Mexican food. Like, it's just crap. That's what my mommy grew up with. It's just shit. So did my mom. <laughs> oh, no, my mom taco lived t- in Washington <laughs> with taco time. She's nostalgic for it. I bet if you grilled her on it, she'd oh, I'm sure. actually I'm say, sure. like, it's not good. It's just it's nostalgic. Just, yes, for sure. I, I, same, I had, there was same thing with Del- Taco uh, Time made it out or, here. Oh, my God. Yeah, made it out here. There was two restaurants, and they and both they shut both down in under a year. Because everyone in California was, was like, what, what the, the shit is this? What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it turned into, like, a, a not Iranian... Maybe a Persian restaurant afterwards. Either way, taco time, baby. It's where it's at. There are Persians in Iran. There's actually a lot of Persians in Iran. Well, but... You know what? Either way. I was talking about this uh, leprechaun soup. I mean, it's at one point we were. This then we were talking about taco blend, time. Blended leprechauns. Blended leprechauns. Big, big or. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Did you want to rate it? Mm. Or did you want to talk about nothing some more? Yeah, I think we should rate it before I want a chicken soft taco from Del Taco. (laughs) I'm like convincing myself that that sounds delicious even as we speak. Um, You're not even hungry. No. You're just snacky. (laughs) I'm not above bad food. I just, you know. Just, I tried taco time, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is, like, 50 degrees removed from the amount of Mexican that we even have at our, like, shitty Mexican chains here, you know? Yeah. It's so far away (laughs) from Mexico. (laughs) Um, But Peru is... (laughs) Also, not Mexico. No. And they have really good food, and it's... It's just not well-represented around us, or we're not looking for it. Um, yeah, I feel like Brazilian food has more representation, for sure. There are Peruvian restaurants. We just, you know, we haven't really found them. Or we're not seeking them out. I'm not seeking them out. I'm not, No, I'm not particularly seeking them out. I'm not avoiding them. I look at Peruvian recipes all the time, though, because of... The pollo a la brasa recipe, which is delicious. I'm like, oh my god, is this Peruvian? Like, this is so good. Um, and it's just really different. It's just another great example of how really different regions are, you know. Even, obviously, in Mexico, the regions of Mexico are very different culinarily. In what they grow and cook and, and all that stuff. Um... 
So the more you learn about like regionality, the more um, you want to try those things. Well, the more your mind expands about like Mexican food isn't <laughs> representative of Peruvian food, Spanish food. Um, you know, you can't all call it anything <laughs> south of Texas Mexican food all the way down. Yes. That's not how that works. It's... Yeah, or even saying like Central American cuisine, like that doesn't mean anything because there's so many different right places there. Or it's like African cuisine, what does that even mean? Oh well, that's just you know a whole fucking shit show of different. Right, like... right. It's regional, like yeah. Italy or any other any other country. They're very regional. They're very specific because well because a lot of countries just like don't have um the same i guess ways that america does of preserving and um well a couple things it's got to be a lot it's a combination of a lot of things right it's like immigrants that know how to cook the food coming here uh and living on coasts and the ability to preserve food that doesn't like grow locally the ability to grow a lot a lot of food because we're like kind of on the same level as italy mediterranean kind of close to the equator um so the climate is hospitable to a lot of different plants but um it's like you have this perfect microcosm of all these things and you can you can grow all these things and you have all these people from all over the world to cook them there's just no other place that has that i feel like but yeah we like to pretend that it's not important a lot i feel like or i don't know it's just like it's easy to overlook unless you um have the opportunity to try it or or even just watch like food network shows or youtube people go try different types of restaurants and see their reactions you're like oh this is in LA or this is near me maybe or whatever it is you're like oh they make this in Peru I didn't (laughs) you know like the first time you went to a Hawaiian barbecue place and you're like what is this and you get like a box full of delicious grilled chicken and mac salad and it's really sweet it's so familiar to you as an american i feel like from barbecues but it's different it's got like these little differences um but there's also it's super familiar <laughs> in essence so ah, i i love that there's so much connect there's there's so much connecting all these different cultures and these people and a lot of it centers in um, the U.S. around these people that immigrated here and have these, like, stories and recipes that they're sharing. And, and it's cool to be able to just look up a video of the 200 videos of them. To get inspired. Yeah. <laughs> At the click of a button. That's crazy. It is. A very lucky generation. Very, Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a whole another topic for conversation wise, but it's it's really nice. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um. So okay. So rating. So we're gonna talk about ease of use. We said 
The oh, cooking this was really easy to do. Yeah, you just you have already... to pay. You had to pay attention to the recipe. It's a little different with the way they cook the soup. Make the call based on what you're using on when you want like your chicken or your peas, your potatoes, <clears throat> like like if you want to dump things in in like like sections, you know, rice goes in first, then potatoes, then you know, you can Space these out by five minutes at a time if you want to do the full 30 minutes, which you might need to you for would have rice. to for the rice, yeah. So you could, you know, you could five-minute chunk it out and go for off of that. Or just dump it all in. Yeah, we and did. And it's still it going to be pretty good. good. The re- if you follow the recipe, it, it comes out pretty good. If you follow the recipe, the only thing that's going to be iffy is your chicken and your peas. Yeah. Peas are more forgivable. The chicken... Chicken can get kind of tough. Yeah. So, so you, you know, go definitely, go with your gut for your family or your <laughs> your taste. Definitely, if you have already cooked chicken, like the recipe suggests, don't I, put it in until later. Honestly, I wouldn't put it in until, like, give it, like, two minutes to heat to serve. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't need to cook anymore. No. So. But overall, it's still it's still a five. I would give it a five. I would give it a four because you do have, because of the, you gotta adjust a little bit for, um, like, the chicken and the peas and just because, like, it's not a familiar way to build a soup. Okay. I'll... I would give it a four because it is, like, it's not hard. It's just you have to, like, pay attention. I, I guess because it makes you think just a little bit. Yeah, it's not like you could do it on autopilot. No. Unless you've made it a lot of times. It is technically not just a dump and forget soup like a lot of soups that we usually do. Yeah, this is not one of those. So, okay, four. Wow, that's weird for a soup to be a four. It's just different. Um, but, I okay, you, you've convinced me. I'll agree to your four. <laughs> different, it's different, but it's worth it the way that it... Because, like, when I was looking at it, like, for the recipe standpoint, I was like, oh, this is kind of complicated. But then I'm thinking about it and, like, tasting it later. And I'm like, no, they did this. They reserved all these fresh ingredients to the side because they wanted to add the, f- the fresh notes, the bright green, fresh, like, grassy flavors after your cooking is done so that you don't end up with, like, green cooked. Because you don't need to cook cilantro. You just put it on your taco and eat it, you know? Yeah. You don't want to cook all this stuff to death. You want it to be bright and fresh. And it was. And that's the goal, and that's why it makes sense. But it's not normal. No, it's not. (laughs) So I'll agree with your four when you lay out those points. I was just thinking about the fact that we sat down, and I was like, five. But, yeah, when you really break all that down. You had to get up a couple times. (laughs) When you break that down, I'll I'll take your four. Yeah. I won't fight you on that. Right. Taste satisfaction. Can I say five here? You can. Yeah, I want to say five. <laughs> really liked it. Yeah, I really liked like, it. Like, there are ways that you could change it and make it slightly different and maybe better, but, you know, as the way we made it, five. It was really great. It was really good. Really good. I was going to say great and good, and then I went with good. Good. It was good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would give this one a five. It's... It's just really nice soup. I mean, I want to go eat more right now. Maybe we, how are you talking about it? We have a ton of it. Yeah, it makes <laughs> it a makes lot. It makes a lot. It'll serve. I mean, we could have dished it up heartier. I just wasn't sure. Well, there's. I mean, there's but, a I lot mean, of I, stuff in it. You know. I thought what we had was good. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, 
It makes a lot of soup. Yeah, like <laughs> three 32-ounce containers of it. Yep. <laughs> so what is that, 96 ounces? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we got like 96 ounces of leftover. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, two people for three days or a family of four for a day and a half, mm-hmm. depending on who eats it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I can't, like, I feel like I can't emphasize enough how light it tastes, but how filling it is. Yeah. So it's like you're not hungry. I mean, I am because we've been talking about it for the last hour and a half, but... <laughs> I mean, we get hungry when we eat, like, light things. This, yeah. isn't, this isn't a light thing. No. But it feels like it is. And health-wise, it is. There's nothing that's really bad about it. I'd say the worst part is the potatoes. So that's not that bad. No. Because you're not, like, frying them. You're just boiling them. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they're fine. Maybe the rice, depending on what circle you run in. That's true. But the rice is so minimal. The rice is a carb, but yeah, it's not, there's not a ton of it. Um, I'd call it an overall healthy meal. I would. Um, I mean, and it's bright green, so when you're eating it, you feel like it's really healthy Mm, regardless. Green means good. It usually means healthy. (laughs) Usually. Usually. Usually it does. Usually. Um, (laughs) That's why I eat nothing but uh, green apple candies. Yeah. Because they're healthy. Mm -hmm. Because they're green. Cost effective. Oh, man. This is super cost effective because it, I mean, it feels like it wants you to use a bunch of leftovers. Yeah, it feels like it wants you to use a bunch of shit you have in your fridge. And even if (laughs) if you're like us and you bought everything fresh, it's still not that expensive. Nope. Pretty cheap ingredients like chicken... And um, I, the only weird thing is the ahi amarillo paste, which if you don't have it, you cannot make this. It will not be good. It won't work. It's already. Just buy it. <laughs> but it's not, like, crazy expensive. It's just you can't find it at most normal stores. Um, you could probably find it at, like, a Mexican grocery store. Yeah, if you have a specialty store. Like but, at I the... Mean... the called the something northgate like if you have a northgate market near you i feel like you might be able to find this uh i mean there's a lot of uh spanish mexican specialty stores but that's near us you always got amazon yeah so it just you know it just takes a little bit of planning but like i know you had to order from amazon you know (laughs) yeah well so the last time i tried to order it i had to like figure out which one to order because some of them we needed it in two days, and some of the, the oh. Amazon sellers were going to take, like, five to seven days. Oh, man. So I had to, like, shop around and make sure to order the right one, but... Yeah, well... Still, it's on Amazon, you know. Yeah, that's that is easy. the only thing about this that is weird. But yeah. it's, like, delicious, and you will want to mix it with cilantro and mayonnaise and make sandwiches. Yeah, you can you buy it <laughs> once and you'll find different things to use it for for sure. Quesadillas. Oh my god. Quesadillas. Yeah, quesadillas with that sauce. Uh, so so good. Um, that's part of the taste satisfaction. Or oh no, we're talking about cost effectiveness. How do we get back to taste? Five. Five. Is it a four? Oh yeah. No, it's a five. Everything we bought 
The chicken's the most expensive thing. Yeah. And that chicken was only like six bucks for a pound of breast. Yeah, it's that's a five. It's cheap. And look at how many meals you're gonna get out of it. Like a ton, yeah. You're gonna get. You're gonna get a lot of food out of it. You got. We got more meals than we do desire to eat. The meals. Yes, that's the problem. That's the problem. So cost effective. <laughs> but the chick, yeah, we got like a price just, per unit. Just a little over a pound of chicken, and it's like really it's, chickeny. It's really chickeny. Like it's not like lacking chicken. <laughs> It's very chicken forward. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, um, what the fuck factor? I mean, vis- the most what the fuck part of it is just the yeah. visual. But once you get past that, you're like, oh, this is just like a really good, it's not blowing my mind soup. And like, uh, what the, like, the fuck with this and the that? And you're like, yeah, potatoes, carrots, chicken. Yeah, it's more what the fuck with the method. The methods and because you're like wait you're and how what? green it is <laughs> yeah it's bright green <laughs> yeah because um, at its core it's just spicy chicken noodle soup without the noodles oh but it's so much better than that um I don't know what the fuck what the fuck factor is hard I I guess I'm gonna say three because it's not. It's like not weird unless you, you said a three. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not what weird I was unless you've never made something like this, and then it's a little weird. But you're like, but like I can logic through easily, like why they're doing that, why they're they're blending things and keeping them separate from the long cook. Yeah. Because they want them to be fresh ingredients. Like that makes sense. It's not. It's not. Um. It's not that weird. It's like it's like serving a piece of. Grilled steak with chimichurri on it, essentially. You're just separating the long-cooked ingredient from the fresh ingredient and combining them to make something that's got a lot of contrast. Just right at the end. Yeah. So, probably a three. It's still a three. It's not, you know... You're not, you know, you're going to get your good Instagram pics, <laughs> but you're not going to like be blowing people's mind. They're going to, they're, they're going to talk about it for like a day or two afterwards, but they're not going to, you know, the week after they're not going to still be being like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, probably not. Unless they've never had Ahia Mario. Then you might get a few extra days out of them. Cause you're going to get, cause that is like, it's flavor is so good. It's it's so good. Um, okay, so threes. Threes. Does it left over? We'll, Does it? Well, aggressively. We don't know yet. No, it's going to build its flavor. <laughs> oh, are you thinking it's going to be mushy? I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. So we have I think it's a gonna ton be perfectly of leftovers fine. and we have to try them the next day. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fine. Uh, I'm hoping that it's not going to be... Um, intensely spicy because sometimes, well, because a lot of times spicy sauces, spicy soups will really get build. more spicy from sitting. Um, so I'm hoping it's not going to be overly spicy and I'm hoping that it, you know, the potatoes aren't going to become more mushy and the chicken's not going to become more, uh, stringy. Uh, the chicken's going to be real hit or miss for us. But yeah, but it's still gonna be like edible. Oh, it's still gonna be good. Um, it's I so- just don't know, so I'm gonna give it a three because I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know how much I'm gonna like it. 
the I'm next gonna, day. Compared. I'm going to give it a four just because it makes so much for two people. Uh, and even for four people, you could feed six people really good hearty bowls and get no leftovers. But Right, but six people. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. It's a lot of people and off it's of not one that dish that's stuff. meant to be made of leftovers. It's not that much stuff. Like, the, you have to get six cups of chicken broth, but that's... Like, sometimes you'll make a soup with six cups of chicken broth and there'll be barely any stuff in it kind of thing. And you're like, well, is this just like store-bought chicken broth soup gross why yeah this is like stuff like there's just so much stuff in it there's so much stuff so you're like you feel like you get your bang for your buck with buying very limited ingredients or using like it call it calls for like a small onion so you can use like a half an onion it's you can totally just use whatever is in your fridge but I still think it's going to be good. I think if you change the breast to thigh, then the leftover ability, the my yeah might might go up. It would get, definitely go up. Um, if you stagnated, like if you staggered, sorry, not stagnated. If you staggered stuff going into the broth, you could increase its leftover ability factor with with comfort. But even as it is, I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be great tomorrow. You know, and then come the the next time we eat it, be it, you know, Saturday, be it, we're recording on Thursday, spoilers. Uh, there's no consistency in this world. Um, Welcome to our universe. I think it's going to be good. I'm going to call it a four. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm going to be skeptical and call it a three because I'm always like, eh, about soups. Because oh. they're so hit or miss with leftovering them. Like... You want them to leftover because they make so much extra, and I make soups on purpose because I want to have lunch the next yeah, day. Yeah, but we always overdo it. But it's very easy to make a lot of soup, so you want it to be... You really hope it's good. Good for several days, yeah. yeah. The best one that's good for, like, all the days is the, um... Well, there's two best ones, right? One of them is the pasta fazool. Because it just gets better. Because it just gets more flavorful and delicious. And the, um, the Olive Garden... The Zapatuscana. <laughs> the uh copycat recipe soup. That is so freaking good. And it's, like, always good. And both of those involve Italian flavors. So, like, maybe that helps, but... <laughs> Just not a lot of things to get overly soggy or anything, and the flavor is um, is just good and like lingers. Yeah. Oregano and like dried oregano, dried oregano and dried thyme ish for the most part. Just tell him to go listen to. The, wait, did we record that one yet? Possibly, yeah. Well, t- Zappa Toscana. No, we did not talk about no. Zappa Toscana well, yet. Well, you know, we're going to turn into the soup channel here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you have to say on this soup? Because uh, I'm going to ruin the background magic. I got to pee. <sighs> you, don't, right. you don't have to say goodnight just this instant. But, you know, anything else? Any other final points you want to make? Do you want to grab a cat, try and get it to meow into the microphone? No, like, they, they don't. They t- typically don't um, act under pressure. No, they do not. On command, they're just like, fuck you. Yeah. They're like, oh, you want me to do this now? No. No, no, no. no, no. no. Only at 6.30 in the morning. 
<sighs> will I yell at, at you incredibly loud. Actually, the loudest cat is our tiniest girl cat. Um, she's like a eight pound cat. The loudest is at lunch. And she's just like howling downstairs at lunch because we started giving her a little bit extra food um, in the middle of the day separate from her brothers because they're fat and she's kind of skinny. So we're like <laughs> trying to regulate it. But uh, oh my God, she's so freaking loud. It's ridiculous. It's funny. I start laughing every time because she's just... It's like she's so loud and she holds it for like so long. <laughs> like what? Uh, well, cats, you know, what are you going to do? Um, anyway, uh, if you're listening tonight, thanks for tuning in. Or yes, thank you very much. Some other time when you're listening. Because you can listen anytime you want. Because it's recorded. Because it's recorded. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And, uh. Thank you. Look forward to our next podcast in, in whenever. Two weeks. Mm, two yeah, weeks. Two yeah. Weeks. We got this. We got it. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.